Welcome to the Be Ruthless Show, where we have the conversations that other people don't, the conversations that other people won't. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and I'm ready to make a lot of noise and disrupt things ruthlessly. Thanks for being here today. Now let's get to it. Welcome back to the Be Ruthless Show. I'm your host, Sam Ruth, and happy Monday if you're listening live. If you're listening to the replay, when are you listening? Is it just later in the actual week, or are you listening months or years later? I would love to know. And where are you tuning in from? It is gorgeous here in Colorado doesn't feel like February and I am not complaining. I want to talk today about things that we do that make our lives harder, things that we do that contribute, whether we're aware of it or not, to problems that we're fighting to stigmas. In my world, what I'm actually talking about are the stigmas surrounding mental illness, maybe it could be something else that matters to you that relates to this topic somehow. But just for example, let's take something simple like the common cold or just not feeling well. And we all have been there and minimized it and made it smaller than it was and put it off or not gone to the doctor and had it get worse, right? We don't do that when it's someone else. And maybe it doesn't get worse. Maybe you're fine. Maybe it is just a cold, but has it happened to you or do you know anyone else that has had that turn into something bigger that it could have been prevented. That if we had just dealt with it earlier at the beginning when we knew with that runny nose or that sore throat or even just feeling run down, if we had listened, paid attention, not minimized it, not ignored it, it might not have gotten worse. Maybe we still would have gotten a little bit sick, but it could have been avoided. It wouldn't have turned into something huge. I will use my mom as an example. She can barely walk, <laughs> right? Like she, maybe she needs hip replacement. She is so uncomfortable but so afraid of what the doctor's going to tell her that she hobbles around in pain. And if you know me, you know I am not a fan. I won't, I'm going to reverse that. I'm going to change that. I, my body does not react well to medication. So I am the first to look for natural alternative solutions and find alternative ways to heal if possible. But if I'm not okay, if I have strep throat, I'm taking an antibiotic, right? If if my anxiety peaks, I'm going back on my medication, 
right? I do not live life and make my life harder than it has to be. I've done it. It's not fun. I'm a widow. I've lost my husband. And so my life already is harder than I'd like it. So when I get that runny nose, when my anxiety starts to act up, when I know I need some support, I accept it because I don't want life harder than it is. And there are things I cannot control, right? Friday, I got caught driving home in some nasty weather. And I avoid that. If I know there's going to be nasty weather, I don't put myself on the road in most cases. Uh, this came out of nowhere. I didn't know it was going to happen at the time it did. And I got caught. So I, you know, if there are ways that I can avoid things that, trigger my anxiety, if I can live a peaceful, serene life, I will as much as possible to avoid as many of the things that I know my body doesn't like, right? So if I have an ache or pain, if something new creeps up, I've had a health scare this year, I don't like new things. I waited with my back. I had a car accident eight days before my wedding in 2014. I had back surgery at the end of November, a month before Jim passed away in 2017. I waited way too long. My back was acting up. Had I acted sooner, some of the things that I do now would have worked. Some of the preventative measures, some of the things out there that are available that I did try in 2017 didn't work because it was too far gone. I waited too long. I lived with the pain and I sucked it up more than I had to. And when I finally did go to the doctor, surgery was the only option. So why do we make life harder than it has to be? What do we do in our day-to-day, -day, how many times do you just sit with the pain? How much do you tolerate that you might not have to? I really thought that that pain was part of my life forever. I had accepted it. I had gotten used to it. I tolerated it. Many of you might be doing that with your own anxiety or depression or physical, you know, stuff that there are remedies for. There are things that we can lean on. We live in this world that glamorizes doing it on your own, toughing it out. It is not a badge of honor. It is not a sign of strength to do as much as you can without support. This world teaches us things that are not healthy. This world has it backwards. And we do not have enough podcasts like this, classes, enough people out there screaming like me. There are people doing it, but there are not enough of us doing it together loud enough to 
overpower the noise that exists saying it's healthy. So you hear more of the fake it until you make it. Suck it up. Put on your big girl pants or your big boy pants and get out there. And that drowns out these messages. And we have too many messages in this world that are wrong. It is not healthy to suck it up. It is not healthy to hide your feelings. Boys don't cry is not healthy. All of these little things that we hear. So if you are getting headaches on a regular basis, that's not okay. Is it, you know, the end of the world? If we, you know, compare medical issues, that's the problem. Comparing. We don't need to suffer through regular headaches. You don't have to live life that way. That is your body telling you something. If you are having trouble sleeping on a regular basis, that's not okay. Our bodies need sleep. So talk to someone. I'm not saying you have to go on sleeping pills. I'm not telling you what the solution is. I'm telling you there is one. And there are many. And, and you get to be in charge and pick the one that's right for you. I'm telling you that your body's telling you, hello, problem, right? And, and 10 different people right now listening could be having problems sleeping and it could be 10 different things going on. So we have to get to the bottom of it. If we don't, I have a client who didn't get a mammogram for five years and now has a very severe, you know, late stage breast cancer. And we cannot do as much as could have been done if they caught it earlier. These are the things that I don't want happening to you or anyone else or me, or a stranger or someone I care about, right? If we catch it early, my mom is so scared, but I guarantee you if she went as soon as it was a problem, there would be more solutions than there are now. And if she goes now, there will be more solutions than whenever it is she ends up going. She's afraid that the answer will be surgery. The longer she waits, the more likely it is that will be the answer. Right. And and if surgery is the answer, is that the end of the world? And in this day and age, what are all of the things we can do to help her get through those fears? Not going makes it worse. We are feeding into the fear that surgery is the end of the world. We are feeding into the bigger conversation that I want to have that the stigmas of mental illness, if you are struggling with any type of mental illness, if you are struggling with something and you don't let others in, then it is your issue. And it is more likely that you go through it alone. It lasts longer and it's harder than it needs to be. 
And again, life is hard enough. We don't have to make it harder than it is, whether it's physical crutches for a medical issue or (laughs) emotional crutches for an emotional one. There are solutions. And two heads are better than one. Three are better than two. I'm not telling you to ask 100 people and confuse yourself. And I'm not telling you to ask everyone. I'm telling you to ask the right people, right? Don't take your car to a lawyer. Don't go to a lawyer for a, for mechanical advice. It has to be people who are experts in the field or people you absolutely trust. But if you're dealing with something, right? So I could pick 10, 10 different client examples. But if you're dealing with anxiety and you are, whether it's the school or professional world, and you don't let others know, your teachers or bosses or colleagues will see things and anxiety is invisible. All that they will see is performance issues. And, you know, maybe you are arriving late because you are having panic attacks in the morning, or maybe you are leaving because you're having panic attacks, maybe you're going to the bathroom or going to your car, you know, these types of things because of anxiety, but they see attendance issues and work suffering issues, and they do not know what else is going on, right? If we don't let someone in on this conversation, your grade suffers or your performance review suffers, perhaps your pay, perhaps your job, perhaps a relationship, right? So again, I'm not saying we have to tell the entire world, but there is someone at your school or at your company that needs to know. And Again, I could pick multiple clients, but there are clients that I have that are suffering because they don't want me to be involved. They don't want to let someone know that they see me. Now, we live in this world where there are stigmas surrounding mental health. I'm not saying everyone has to know. But whether it is their supervisor or someone that they trust at that, if it's the principal or their counselor or their favorite teacher, right? Someone needs to know. And by not having that conversation, we're contributing to the stigma that mental health is a weakness, that mental illness is that there's something wrong with me and I am afraid to tell anyone. We have to acknowledge that we are going through something and it's affecting us. And I'm letting you know that, you know what? I might not be sleeping. Therefore, I am coming in late because my sleep is more important than first hour. And so I'm letting you know, here is my medical professional who I'm allowing you to meet, who's going to let you know some things that are going on and some adjustments that need to be made. I can explain it in the way that needs to be explained to protect your job. 
the Americans with Disabilities Act is in place so that you cannot be fired, so that the schools and employers must make accommodations. And I understand I live with anxiety. I know the fear of, but what happens after you leave that meeting or after you hang up the phone? What happens to me now that they know? What if they treat me differently? What if they decide to fire me for something else? What if? All of the what ifs. I am here to navigate all of that with you. That is my job. Your job is to trust me or whoever you work with, whoever you have in place, to take that off your plate. But but we have to start changing the conversations and the narrative and recognize that by saying, no, I am not going to let people in my world know that I see you or that I see someone or that I'm dealing with this, that we are contributing to the stigmas. If you had a broken leg, you would allow the school to make accommodations, you might have to have your seat changed. You might have to sit in the front row so that you could have your leg out so you don't kick anyone, right? You might have to have someone help carry your book so that you could have your crutches. You wouldn't be embarrassed about that. So what in your life might you consciously or subconsciously be doing that's contributing to the stigmas we're fighting to change. And by we, I mean you and me. I know that if you are living with depression or anxiety, you want the stigmas changed, but you might not recognize that certain choices you make because you're protecting yourself indirectly feed into the stigmas right? Just like putting off going to the doctor makes that cold turn into something bigger. We have to start recognizing that as scary as it is to find out what's wrong, is this just a cold or do I have something worse? As scary as it is to let me be a part of that team, it's necessary. And the earlier we do it, the safer your position is, the safer your future is, right? And I promise your anxiety will ease the moment that first meeting happens. And you just have to trust me or whoever you're working with. And so thank you so much for being a part of this community. Please share this with anyone you know that is dealing with a company or a school that isn't understanding about even something like asthma, right? Any type of more invisible illness that still needs support where you need to have an advocate and someone on your side that understands the system and the laws and the way to go around it better than you do. And recognize that it, it's scary. I get it. It is. But it's our job to just like court, right? Or, or the unknown. 
the lawyers are there to say, you don't have to know how to do this. That's our job. We'll walk you through it. College. we They have people to walk you through and give you a welcome week to help you adjust because it's new and we don't know how to handle it and get around. And it's, it's unfamiliar. And so there are people there to say, this is how you do it. Here's what, here's the bookstore and here's the union and here's where you eat, right? So it's okay that it's scary. Line up the people to walk you through it and show you how it's done and have that team in place. Thank you again. Uh, Relief from Grief, the next workshop is March 12th. Link is in the comments. If you are listening to a replay, you can still reach out. If you're if you're listening to a replay, still reach out so you can get the replay. Uh, Team Ruthless meets on Wednesday. Reach out anytime, sam at samantharuth.com. And until next time, always be ruthless. Thanks so much for listening today. Your support means everything to me, truly. If this podcast resonates with you, please do me a favor and join in the Ruthless Movement by making some noise and doing one of these four things. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Tell a friend so we can break stigmas even faster. Leave a review so people can see what you think of the show. And last, if you want to learn more about me and be a part of the Grief Hub community, please head on over to the Facebook group. We'd love to have you. Thanks again for spending your time with us and see you next week.